When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. folks another episode of the short shift podcast i am back this week after a week off last uh last recording day was the wife's 33rd birthday so happy birthday to grace we'll give it a couple of seconds so she can go ahead and turn the episode off (laughs) okay guys tits boobs yeah not a legs guy myself but (laughs) What are you? What are you, Ian? The legs guy. What? You, I'm offended guy. by that. Well, you should be. <laughs> Starting strong. Boys, there's a lot to cover here. Uh, I am relieved that I didn't have to record last week uh, because this team has been... This is the worst fucking possible outcome for a homestand other than the fact that they ended it with an overtime win. Other than that, nothing went right. Nothing. It's it's so it's so weird too. This is the worst stretch of the season. Two four and two. No, uh, yeah, two four and two. Yeah, two four and two, and or two three and two rather. Excuse me. I'm adding losses. Jesus. Yeah, you, you keep saying, and we'll figure it out. Yeah, no, <laughs> two two three and two in a homestand where they really had an opportunity to gain some separation. And the two wins were against two of the best teams in the conference that's widely considered to be the stronger one? Then it made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> Hockey's weird. Hockey's weird. I think that's the... I, it made no sense, but I think that's the I think that's the uh, logic behind it, is that hockey's just weird, man. Well, I mean, the weirdest part is the way we won the matinee the other day on President's Day was exactly how we were losing games the entire week before to give up (laughs) like giving up leads with a minute and a half to go and then losing in overtime and what did we do the other day it was in the final five we had pulled the goalie what was there two minutes left minute 45 yep Mm -hmm. pull a goalie piss missile tie game went to the longest shittiest shootout i've ever seen on an nhl channel or roster or anything it was like awful Shaking wristers. It was I, I tweeted it out. It was literally seven straight of the same shot. And then finally McAvoy of all people goes in and, and slings one. 
Top Teddy. Yeah, he actually made a move too. Like he went yeah. for it as yeah, if he yeah. wanted to score. That's all all you needed to do was make a move. I'm gonna be honest. Nothing makes me sadder about this team and this roster than when they line out the shootout guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they when they just present you with the shootout roster, lineup, whatever, and you're seeing these guys, and I'm just like, he's not scoring. No, this guy's not why the fuck is Shattenkirk out here? He's not scoring. Like, it makes me so sad about this lineup whenever we go to the shootout. And that's 90% of the reason why I fucking hate the shootout. Because we don't have any, like, skill guys. Nobody's out there fucking saucing. Like, it's... Uh, it's but we won does, one. It's Pasta who does his who does his floorball routine, and then Jake does his little, like, flick, flick of the wrists over the shoulder mm -hmm. fake out, which he stopped doing. Yeah which it was working why did you stop um you were talking about how we lost how we lost uh the king's game um do you know that was our 10th goal with the goalie pulled that we've given up this year so it's got to lead the league right and that monday was the first time we have scored with the goalie pulled <laughs> it's got to be last in the league well that that for <laughs> <laughs> that that being said how often are we having to pull the goalie like, I, I want to know how many times we've actually pulled the it's goalie just, this year. It's just interesting that that was the first time and we've given up so many. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting is not the word I would use, but sure. Yep. Yeah. Bad yep. things can also be interesting things. <laughs> Hard disagree. Yeah, that is true, actually. Yeah. That's true. I don't care. I don't care about the shootout. I really don't. Like, every time we get to a shootout, it's funny because we won that game and everyone's like, woo, all right. This team has some, and this team does have something. They're a good team. They're a good hockey team. But was well, as soon as it goes to overtime or a shootout and however the win or loss goes, I kind of can't care anymore. I just can't do it. It's one point in the standings that this Bruins team doesn't necessarily need. We don't really care about our seating and positioning because, I mean, is there a reason to? Best team in the East right now as of recording. Sure, great, good. I I just it doesn't mean enough to me to actually live and die by that extra point. And there's no overtime or shootouts in the playoffs. I just don't know why I need to care. Now, look, if I was Buffalo, then yeah, I can't. Those points matter. Like if you're farther down the standings, that shit matters. But I just don't. I don't know. I, it just doesn't tell me anything about the team that we won a shootout versus lost the shootout. This, the video probably should have been the same after that game. You know, right. Well, what it tells me is that um, Jeremy Swayman is a fucking horse. Yeah. Huge horn. Yeah. Just massive. especially especially on that Craig Smith attempt. Where it <laughs> just skittered across, skittered through the line and just didn't go over. I refuse to say I was rooting for Craig Smith for a second there, but I was just like, it would be funny, right? It would be. <laughs> it would be I was like, funny. oh, he scored. And then and then Swayman's rolling around. I'm like. How come he's celebrating? He scored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like. Ridiculous. But there's, I mean, I, I think you're right, Ian. A lot of the questions that we have about this team, we would be having regardless of whether or not, um, whether or not there was a win, there was a dub on, uh, on Monday. Um, one of them concerned something that you brought up on your, your game. I wouldn't even call what you did 
today a game recap. It was no, that was just for of, me. I just wanted to talk about it. It was sort of a State of the Union address. Yeah. On the low quality Bruins fan YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Nailed it. Tell us about the top six, Ian. Dude, they suck. They don't. Okay, good. I, great. I, Next topic. I feel like I'm being so <laughs> negative, and I don't mean to be because I genuinely think that this is a good team, right? Like, I think we mm-hmm. all agree that this is a good, not a cup contender team, but if they get hot at the right time, just like the last time we won the cup, like anything can happen. Mm-hmm. The top six is, and this isn't fair because Dallas does this to everybody, but the top six gets caved, man. Yeah. Scoring Dallas does this to everybody, but LA doesn't. LA doesn't, no. The expected yeah. goals against everything, like the top six typically outscores their analytics, right? I think we've seen that through the season. It's just because Pasta's talent, Marshan's talent, they don't create a ton, and they are usually not very great defensively. In the last two games, your bottom six carried you scoring-wise, and you only won one of them thanks to a shootout. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't waste those efforts. You can't waste those efforts. When Anthony Richard is scoring, when Justin Brazil is scoring, they like, almost got a couple of them the other day. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, he yeah. Did. We'll 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 get to him, but I, we'll get to him. But I will say, when you were uh, Thomas, you were talking about the uh, the shootout lineup. When yeah. we get, when they got to Shattenkirk, I was like, put in Brazil, you cowards! I literally <laughs> said that out loud. I don't think they were very very many bodies off from throwing him out there. So, yeah, probably not. <laughs> but you're talking about a top six that simply only a couple people defend well. You're Marshan, DeBrusque, and Coyle. And with Monty's system, the wingers are tasked with building momentum to flee the zone as soon as they have possession. And so you're going to have lapses with Marshan and DeBrusque. And then for Pasta and JVR when he's up there, Heinen when he's up there, depending on who gets filled in there, as far as the other wingers, they're liabilities defensively. We know that. They're not They're not good. That's okay. That's part of their, like, every player has different strengths. And then Zaka's not very good. liability defensively. Eh, that's fair. That's a little rough. But he's not good defensively. He's not, like, a strength of his. It's a part of his game that's pretty decent. I will say decent. I won't say I liability say or a weakness. Decent at very best with him, in my opinion. Okay, but either way, our forwards don't defend that well. And I'm kind of getting sick of the, the defensive core has to be way better. Like, the, the defense has to improve. I get you. But this isn't all on the defense, the chances being given up. I mean, like, we rag on the third pair, but there's a lot of forwards that just aren't great defensively. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about the defense, you could lump you can lump the forwards in there because it's team defense not just defensive def- yeah defensive and it's defense. system and monty is not a defensive-minded coach mm-hmm. none of this is bad the point of this stuff out isn't like crushing the team it's just hey there's stuff we have to live with under this system there's no hockey system that's perfect it doesn't exist anything you do even the neutral zone trap for the devils back in the day the clutch and grab era that had its weaknesses if you had enough speed you could blow past them it's breakaway city left and right yeah you just couldn't get grabbed. And there were talented players that would make them pay for it. It's one of those things. If they didn't have the type of goaltending that they did, that Devils team wouldn't have done much because they gave up these fast rushes all the time. There's just different systems that allow different things is the point I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah, there's holes there, There's holes in everything. I mean, and remember the 2011 Cup run? Um, part of the thing was trying to break the Vaughn. Did one three one of Tampa Bay, and yep. all it took was Krejci threading a perfect pass to Horton. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, all it took was seven games and a hell of a lot of, you know, heart attacks and liquor. And I literally threw up when I watched that game. <laughs> Midway through the second period, I, I nerve vomited. True story. That, that has to go down as one of the most stressful cup wins of all time, right? That was... Game seven of that Eastern Conference final was the actual cup final. Felt like it. Mm-hmm. Was the actual cup final. And the finals went to seven games, which yeah. is even nuttier. Yeah. Yeah. I just Oh my god. I love I I lo- I loved that series so much. Zero penalties in game seven, by the way. Zero penalties called. Personally, I liked the Flyers series. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I liked that one. That one felt <laughs> that one wasn't as uh, as as yeah. hard, I guess. I, the only thing I want to say about the top six mm-hmm. is Ian, I'm like you. I like this roster. I hate, and it's it's kind of been a thing with us for the last couple years. I hate that the top six all get cold as a family. Mm. <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's not just like one or two guys and somebody else is picking them up. Like when we get cold, we get cold across the board. We do and this it's together, debilitating. People. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that concerns me. But I don't know. I don't know how you get around that other than having more skilled players you don't not this team and to your point is this playoff run whatever it's going to be if we get cold cold as a family there's no fix in it that's mm-hmm. just that's the end of the season yeah it's we just got to hope it doesn't happen and look a lot of teams are going to especially from the east are going to go into the playoffs feeling the same way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly we can all be very excited that there will be no three on three in the playoffs no shootouts, no three-on-three. Oh, my God. Dallas's three-on-three three just reaffirmed my want for the over-and-back penalty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Well, you're not on Twitter right now, but I put out a tweet in the middle of that overtime, and I was like, there's there's a clear weakness that this team has seen, this team meaning Dallas, that they are bringing it back at will and just creating the rush, creating rushes, right. simulating the rush, basically getting getting because, speed up, right? And that's and that's that was done by design. Like not every team is doing that to us, and they were doing it, and they were creating the only opportunities we saw that entire overtime, with exception of I think Marshawn had a shot on goal. Yes, he did. Like, good for him. So, so that right there screams, okay, fix this now because this team is doing something so irregular to us that clearly they see something that we're not defending. Mm-hmm. And that drove me fucking crazy. Uh, just like you said, like bringing it out over and over and over again. They wasted half the period doing it, but to create their own chances. So I, I, I get why they were doing it, but it's that's not fun hockey to watch. And the crowd was letting them know, too. The crowd was booing the fuck out of them. Good. Yeah. They should. Like, fuck, man. Just it was it was it was awful. It was awful, but you know, it's it's one of those things where if you're not going to fucking defend it, get good. Yeah. As I said on get Friday, as, Just get yeah. good. as I said on uh, this weekend show, get good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, a, a, team that, a team that loses five of seven. Uh, do you think that still is, is a team that can go on a run? Because it feels like everyone's just completely like, nah, this this team's dead in the water. First round exit. The guaranteed. thing with this team is they they can lose five out of seven and then they're going to come back and win seven out of ten. Right. You know they've done that and like three separate occasions this year. Absolutely. Yeah. This is by far worst stretch though. By far. We haven't had we haven't had a stretch like this. 
Yeah. We've had a couple of like like two or three down games in a row. Mm-hmm. But this was this was literally since February 6th we've been ass. Yeah, and we had the four game losing streak earlier in the season, but this this was a three, three of them were points. Yeah, this was this was just like some of these games weren't even competitive visually. Seattle. Like score-wise they were right there, but like Visually, you went, no, no, these aren't two hockey like yeah. NHL teams playing each other. The Seattle game and the Calgary game definitely come to mind on that one. Yes. Yeah. The, the Washington game. The Washington. Yeah. The, We're literally the, talking about three of the most winnable games of the entire week. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now we go to the These West the Coast. Days. We get this to play. Yeah. We, we're going to the West Coast, and now we get to play Edmonton, who can fucking light it up. We get oh, to play yeah. Vancouver, who's a pretty fucking good team. I don't know if anybody else is paying attention to that. No, I'm not. We play Seattle again, and we play Calgary, that. right? Uh, yeah, I think it's Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle. I think that's the that order. Right. That's the that's order. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So as as much as I feel bad for Ian because the channel means he's going to be up all hours of the night over the next six seven days. Uh, the second the game was over on Monday, I was just like, "Good, get them the fuck out of that arena and ship them off to the West Coast because there's shit that they they need to figure out." And I'm glad that they went out on a dub, uh, a hard-fought dub on Monday, because that would have been a long, shitty plane ride oh, to yeah. have. Because, I mean, let, let's let be honest. They know that they fucked themselves with a terrible homestand. They know it. Yeah. But at least there's some level of hope that they're walking away with. We're like, guys, we fought. We can still fucking do this. Like, let's put it together on the West Coast. Yeah. Easier and, said than done with this with this fucking lineup that they're about to face, but And Marshawn Marshawn said that like Marshawn even said after the game that you know we, these long homestands can be great for you, but they can also the the flip side of it is that you can get too comfortable and you know you sleep sleeping in your own bed, seeing like well, it's a long homestand after a fucking yeah. break too. Yeah, I've been exactly. home for a month. I don't know how much weight that carries, but he did say that the best opportunity for a slump for, to bust a slump would be a roadie, a roadie yeah. to reestablish the bonding. Yep. Just just you know, twenty three dudes bonding with each other. Mm hmm. That's anyway. what you love to see. That's yep. what you'd love to see it. Yeah, I, this team will shake it know off. that this exposed? What? Oof. Is there anything that we didn't know beforehand that this exposed? Other than, because we talk about, you know, the top six, which we've been talking about all year ad nauseum. But, and the third pair. The third pair is a problem. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? Uh, uh, I, think, I think this podcast was really big on Forbort. For a long time uh but i think over the last homestand I, I feel like most of us fell out of love with him i want such a nice. piece of shit <laughs> i want to be nice uh, i want to be so nice i want to be nice and understanding so forward has no place on this team um grizz had a couple of good games before the break uh he had about one and a half good games on this homestand mm-hmm and that I'm going to bring it back that to Deuce. I don't right in front. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I I mean I'm going to bring it back to what I said a month ago on this podcast or almost two months ago now I guess. This is the worst contract year I've seen out of a player in I don't know how long. He's hurting yeah. his money this year. At the worst time too, because you're talking about a contract year for a guy who's 
I mean, an aging vet. He's not this is old, his last but big his last, last big one. money. Yeah. Yep. And it looks like now he's going to have to bet on himself and hope for a really good year next year. Yeah. Do a one year deal and, and, and see if he can boost it. Honestly, that's exactly what's going to happen. And it's risky too, though. It's risky, but it's honestly, it's probably the best he can do. Yeah. Nobody's going to give him like a four year deal after this. And he's looked better. He's looked way better. And then all of a sudden you have those plays again where you just go, dude. Yeah. And you know what? what? It's not just him. It's the whole, the whole defensive scheme was just balls the last few days. And it doesn't, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. LA really exposed a lot. Yeah. I think, I think one of the biggest concerns, especially in the Dallas game, um, is once you get to that point where, okay, we're slumping, we're having difficulty with things, you can point to the coaching and the captaincy and be like, okay, these guys are going to have them locked in. But instead, you saw for large pockets at Dallas game, the team's trying to take shortcuts. They're just trying to get the result. They're they're going for things that they're like, we need this. No, 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 no. Process. Little by little, like you work your way through these. You don't look for those cherry picking uh, moments and you, you maintain what your fundamentals are supposed to be. And it was a little concerning watching the team try to take shortcuts like that because you go, that's not that's not a team where the coach has total total control right now. They're thinking something else. So I want to push back a little bit on the shortcuts because there's one part of the team that wasn't taking shortcuts the last couple of games. The fourth line. Sure. I'll agree with that. So I'm going to be really, I want to be really careful about basing an opinion on a one game sample. Sure. But we've solved the fourth line problem now, right? Okay. Well, (laughs) good one. Uh, (laughs) But seriously, that's the best the fourth lines looked all year with that combination. I didn't see it happening like this, but we talked just a few days ago. Uh, and the week before that, actually, is w- where's the internal competition? Who's pushing who right now? It had an AHL deal. It had an AHL deal. And then he gets signed and gets put in the lineup. And all of a sudden, the bottom six is like, fuck, my job is on the line. And everyone had a much more sincere grip of their game down there, especially on the fourth line. The third line, I don't want to give a lot of credit to because, boy, there's a there's a reason I didn't say bottom six. I said yeah, bottom line. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that uh, Brazil added a nice little touch there. Do you think Brazil. that had something to do with why they did it? Like, do you think it was brought or they brought him up in the way that they did? I genuinely do. Yeah. I genuinely do. I think they were like, look, we're tight on money. We need to find a way to make this work. And so they found a guy they could sign, big beefy boy, two hundred fifty pounds almost. Six, get in six. there. Yep. Six six, uh, and just hammer some bodies and show them the energy. And I, you knocked Steen. Not only did they knock Steen out of the lineup, they waved him. Yeah, knock Steen off the team. And you sit there and go, oh no, these people's jobs are on the line. People have gotten complacent. And Montgomery had a really interesting quote about Steen. They were asking him about why he why he was waved, and Montgomery said he gave Steener. Steener gave everything he could he couldn't give anymore mm-hmm. which tells me that this organization in, in a way that this organization is like all right we've seen we, we've seen enough yeah so love scene will always love steen engine but you can't you can't 
cannot have one point in 34 games. No, that's that's uh, not ideal. No. And zero assists. <laughs> and just not enough. I, 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 the effort was always there. I will say that about Steve. The effort was pretty much always there. Yeah. But you got to have more than effort in this league. You got to. Exactly. But Brazil. 6-6-248 from a two-way ECH, ECHL deal in Toronto just two years ago. With a goal-scorer touch. With a goal-scorer goal touch, baby! Goal-scorer <laughs> touch to an AHL deal to a two-way, two-year NHL deal. 775K, mm -hmm. which means he'll be making less than the minimum next year. It's a great story. This is a guy who played in North Bay in the... Uh, OHL and his final season in the OHL because he's always been this big. He's always been this large man child. He scored 61 goals in 68 games in his final OHL year, along with 53 assists. But it was always his skating, and it's still his skating. He's a clunky motherfucker. Like, he's like, let's be real. Like, he doesn't, I don't know how much staying power this guy has, but he's worked his ass off. Great IQ, great hands, can't skate a lick, but had enough of the IQ to get to the front of the net and just bang home, bang home that Boquist feed. What a pass that was, by the way. What a battle to ha even have that play. All three of them on the wall, cracking skulls, which yeah. is exactly what you need. That's, that's all you ask for the fourth line. And you know what I thought was really interesting? The second goal that Dallas scores, and it's no one did anything wrong other than lose a faceoff, right? They just, they ripped it. It went through three bodies. Swayman never saw it. 2-1, you're in a slump. Can't get anything right these days. And who does Monty go for? The next shift. It's the fourth fucking line. He's not telling them to go score a goal. He's telling them, get out there and get the puck deep. We'll trade you out man by man, but you bring it. And not only did they bring it, but they fucking scored 40 seconds later. He did that. Every time there was a potential line of demarcation, they he brought out the fourth line. It was probably the first time this season where Monty felt like he could do what he's always wanted to do with the fourth line. It felt like he had a handle on the game, oddly enough. Yeah. And then and then it felt like he didn't. Because, <laughs> again, they started taking shortcuts for the top six. Yeah, right. Well, this uh. is, the, 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 I, I'm here to praise the fourth line. Anthony Richard. Found his spot um, for the time being. For the time being, temporarily. That was is, the best version. I don't like Richard on the third line. That line was getting absolutely fucked. No, but I think Richard. I think Richard can use his speed and his surprisingly decent two-way acumen. Didn't really realize he had it that well. Um, and Boquist is. If I can get that version of Boquist for the rest of the year, I, I I'm okay with leaving Beecher down. It's fair. But I don't know if I'm going to get that version of Boquist for the rest of the season. But that's the thing with the fourth liners is we're not supposed to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like your consistent guys are supposed to be farther up the lineup. You're supposed to have five fourth liners that keep shuffling it out. But <laughs> more but, or less. <laughs> but we can't have we can't. But on the fourth line, even though you're getting eight to ten minutes a night, you're getting ten minutes on a uh, on a most ideal. Like everybody on the fourth line played eleven minutes. On Monday. Yeah, they were one of the best lines of the team that night. Yeah. Rizzo had the, I think, had the least uh, ice time with 11-13.
That's yeah. solid for a fourth line for the fourth line. That's that it really is. Yeah. But and Monty trusted him. But you don't want like a situation where you have a guy like and I'm gonna bring him up and I'm gonna get people mad at me here, but Lauko playing seven like seven minutes. Yeah. Steen playing less than six minutes. Shit like that. Like there's gotta be at least a measure of trust. You don't expect that kind of consistency from your fourth line, but you suspect you expect a consistency and a identity that can be filled. I mean, you got the setup guy in Boquist who's who's decent all around the ice, doesn't really excel in one particular area. You got Richard, who's fast as hell, pretty decent two-way. And then you got Brazil, who had a wonderful quote after his goal where somebody asked him how he felt. He goes, I have no idea. I blocked out. That sounds all right to me. I, I love that stuff. <laughs> he goes, I, I heard the people screaming and Richard asked me if I knew where it went and I couldn't answer him. I love that shit. Yeah. I'd probably black out too. <laughs> I'd, Lauko, I'd uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, Lauko is having the same problem that Steen was. Is it, The effort's there. The effort's always there. And Lauko draws more penalties than Steen, so is that. He's got more points than Steen, I'm sure. I haven't looked, but yeah. you got to imagine. Five to one. Five to one. Uh, but there's just there's not enough other substance. Yeah. That that's a classic tools no toolbox guy. Yeah. Mm, mm -hmm. I mean that's Andrew. That's your thing. Is you love yes. pointing that out with players, and that that yep. feels. I want Lauka to succeed too. I'm, I'm really hoping that he does, but right now it's not. He can't be in the lineup right this second. No, no, and I know that he's he has got a huge cult following. And grapes, man, grapes. And frankly, I don't care. <laughs> he's not good enough, and this fourth line you keep rolling them out i think as of right now you keep rolling them out until you can simple as that how many you points does lauko have on the season five jesus he's played a lot of games too yeah. right has he he's played more has he played more than beecher at this point yes he's got to be at like 38 games i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure he has more games than beecher God damn it, you have me going in the hockey DB mobile here. Here we go. Hold on. Uh Lauko's got 40 games played this year. And God, that was close. Beecher has 38. Does Beecher even have that many? Feels like forever ago that he was actually sent down. Yeah. Yeah. It's been over a month. Has it? Yeah. Yeah. Where the hell is Beecher? Can't even find him on this page. They cut him from the team. Damn. <laughs> 39. Lauko has 40, Beecher has 39. Wow. How many points did uh, did Beach have? Seven. seven. Oh. So, so basically the same production. And you know, Lauko also has seven. I thought he had, I actually thought Lauko had more goals. He does not. Okay. So it's a, so it's the same. It's the yeah. same shit. It is. Correct. Uh neither neither one are, are making the cut for me right now. Um mm -hmm. Kenny, I, I don't even have like a real opinion on who I'd rather see. I felt like Beecher had more ability to like create, but is is he the liability? Like the lie from a defensive standpoint, is he a liability there? I don't think so. I think it's the opposite. He just yeah. can't. Nothing goes up ice with him. Yeah. Right. Hmm. It is weird how quickly the coaching staff really. 
not quickly, I guess, because I guess he got 39 games, but I, I didn't think Beecher was abhorrent or just abysmal. He, there was many areas where he just wasn't good enough, but the coaching staff sees something else that they just do not want him in the lineup at all. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 and actually I think Monty explained it uh, pretty well, actually it's because Beecher has a hesitancy, not even getting inside ice, but getting inside his man, like getting inside positioning on his man. Don't take that out of context. And it's too late. Yeah, I'm, I'm late. already there. And it's consi- <laughs> I'm sure you are. And it's cons- and it was a, and it was a consistent issue, especially probably his last maybe five games, mm-hmm. where the ice time just tumbled. Especially speaking of. Speaking of being inside men, Shat and Kirk, could we play defense a little bit? Just a little bit, bud? That Wyatt Johnson goal? Fuck you, dude. I thought they said it excellent in the panel during intermission. I don't even remember who said it, but he went, a shove in the back at the NHL level? Mm. That's that's not that's not anything. That's not it. That's not gonna affect any player on the ice. Vattenkirk is drowning right now. He is. I like the signing. Savvy vet, sheltered minutes. You and can't shelter this for one million dollars. For one million dollars, it was the risk versus reward. Who cares? You could wave them tomorrow, and you wouldn't care. But my goodness, he like he can't get anything right these days. He's passing to the opposite team. He can't. He has no chemistry of forward at all. And they get lost defensively mm-hmm. every time. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you may not be seeing much more of them uh, pretty soon because now we have now Lorai's back up, and that depends on whether or not Lindholm is hurt for any length of time here. Yeah, I think you answered your own question with that, though. <laughs> well. If Lindholm's only short term, I don't know how much more Shattenkirk we're going to see because Watherspoon can't keep sitting, especially when I think he seems it seems like he's the best option for that third pair. It is shocking that they continue to to rotate him out. I know he had a bad game against L.A. Yes. No. It was a game before L.A. It was before L.A. Yeah. It was Seattle. Yes. Yeah. Either way, it was his worst game here by far. His worst game here. And look, he's going to have those moments because although he's not a young guy, he doesn't play a ton in the NHL. So he's going to still have those lapses. But Shattenkirk's every every shift for Shattenkirk is a lapse. Every single one. Mm -hmm. Like he had that stretch for about three or four games where he was scoring goals at will. And it was like, hell yeah, keep this guy in the lineup. He's such great value. But, uh, Man, it's like as the season has gone on, he has really, really taken a tumble. And he I, I don't know if he's dragging forward to hell or forward's dragging him to hell, but they're both going down together. The fact that you can even says that says that. Nailed it. <laughs> Yo, the you fact could that you, you can How could you says that, bro? How could you did that, bro? Dude, <laughs> the fact that you can even do the comparison there of like who's worse? Shankirk or Forward? There there is such <laughs> damning evidence. <laughs> Me, of all people, me. <laughs> Which Forboy has been just awful too. Yeah. Uh, what was he on the ice for all four goals against in regular? Yeah, it's, somehow they didn't like they missed a minus one in there. It bothers me. He should have been a minus one in the game because he's on the ice for two goals scored. Each one 
One of them was off a face-off where he never touched the puck. And one of them was he stepped foot on the ice as Grizz had the one, <laughs> the one to get it deep. So Grizz gets off, he gets on, plus one for forward. Uh, yeah, every single goal, regulation goal against uh, he was on the ice for. Very good. Very good. I just, there's no, there's no, there's no defending either of them right now. And I think, I think that if we're looking for trade deadline targets, I think we maybe have, we, we might have to pivot towards with a little bit more of an eye towards the bottom pairing because I know the bottom pairing only plays about 13, 15 minutes a night and even less during the playoffs. But man, you're affecting the game with that little, little of time. Yeah. Massively, just no. massively. The strength yeah, I, of this team, the, the, the basis of this team is goal suppression. Mm-hmm. We we 100%. are fully aware that there's going to be nights or stretches like this where we can't fucking score, but you have to be able to lean on goal suppression, and we hung our goaltenders out to dry for seven straight games. Yeah, yep. yeah, and and look, the goaltenders showed up for most of them. Yeah, yep. I the Swayman lost three in a row before that Dallas game. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I if you're blaming the Capitals' loss on him. <laughs> like go fuck yourself. I don't, I don't absolutely even absolutely fuck yourself. I, I ugh, he showed up. He's had some bad ones. I get you. Like this one or two that go. Goalies are still goalies. There's still people. They're not going to have a perfect game every time. Swayman has showed up. But Thomas, I just had a thought. Oh, are you pining for the halcyon days of Ian Mitchell? It's a real I'm, question. We're we're going to break right now. I'm not talking about Ian Mitchell on this podcast. (laughs) We'll be back after this. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you could score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbooks with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Yeah, I'm... We're not coming back from break and talking about Ian Mitchell. So, uh, you touched on Lindholm being hurt. Do we want to dive into any details on that? Do Do you know anything that we don't know? We won't no. know until we won't know until after this podcast is released. Um, but they're concerned enough that they brought up Mason Lorai as the corresponding mood of, pu- of putting Matthew Patra on long term injured reserve. Why was he not? Three weeks ago. I don't fucking know. And even even know. the analytics guys, the, the draft guys, the, everyone was like, there's no there's no advantage to it. 
No. Like I literally asked on Friday. It was like, is there? It, it, are they waiting for a resolution of the Lucci situation? Uh, is there a certain spot that they have to keep open? Like what? There's got to be some reason why they're holding off on this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it was. And look, it didn't. I mean, if they, if they weren't interested in bringing somebody up, I, it doesn't matter. But right. it was weird, man. Yeah, it was strange. But uh, it's surprised. I was going to say, I don't want to say it's surprising because they already brought up Brazil. They already sent him to a contract. But uh, Laura is back up. Um, he's probably going to end up playing tonight against Edmonton. Um, Jesus, welcome back. Fuck. Welcome back, kid. Lorai Watherspoon, third pair. Let's go. All right. Your job is McDavid. Good luck. <laughs> so, uh, no Lorai McAvoy pairing? I did not against Edmonton. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Yeah. I mean, this is going to sound terrible, and I would never be okay with a player doing this. But as a younger defenseman, and you're dealing with McDavid. Are you not just a little tempted to just cross-check him in the teeth right away and just take him out of the game? Because, like, I can't get embarrassed by you all night, man. I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> Obviously, joking. Don't counterpoint, do that. counterpoint to that, Ian. You have to catch him first, and they know they can't. Oh, that's right. The Gretzky treatment. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's going to be a piece of every defender in the league that's like, do I just get him in the knee really hard? Like, what do I do? What do I do about this guy? Oh. He's insane. Yeah. Having having Lindholm out for that game, potentially that game, because again, we don't know. Um, it looked really awkward. Uh that he hit Delandry and it looked like his knee buckled against the boards. It didn't look great. Yeah. Um it's a huge loss because Lindholm, as much as a lot of people have been complaining, okay. If you say I- I'm just gonna say this outright, I'm not gonna be flippant or mean about it but if you're saying that Lindholm has sucked this season you're lying you are lying you are lying to our face you're comp- it's the only the only argument that I'll listen to is in comparison to what he did last year obviously correct it's been correct. it's been a lower year because I mean he had he was a Norris candidate yes like last year and he's like, obviously not this year so he's taken a step back some of it might be, have been injuries or or whatever but like he's still been a, a very solid player. He just hasn't been the holy shit. We just got another McAvoy guy, you know. He, he is. He leads the. He is eighth in the NHL in five on five plus minus. Whether or not you whether or not you take any stock in that stat, but twenty four minutes a night, having twenty four minutes a night, eighth in the NHL in five five on five plus minus. Average defensive zone start is at 63%, which is the third most in the league. You know who's st- Brandon Carlo starts less in the defensive zone than Hampus Lindholm. Dude's been immense with a way different role than last year. So if you say that he sucks this year, you're lying or you're just maybe you're dumb. I don't know. But He's been huge, and any he misses any games in this stretch. It's especially against a team like Edmonton, where we need that. It's gonna be big. Yep. You guys want to whip it out? It's already out for me. <laughs> I'm feeling a little shy. What are we talking about? Uh, so go to the go to the NHL. Whip it out. 
Mm-hmm. Morgan Riley's suspension was upheld. Gary Bettman was a sassy little bitch in his. Yeah. Uh, can you can statement? you do you have that statement in front of you? I do. In can you read it with the sass? Yeah. <clears throat> he he does he does not read in any other way. I do not read in any other Should way. Should hear him just reading the fucking menu at a restaurant. Exactly. What? <laughs> I'd, I'd like the salad. Piece of shit. Um, <laughs> so this is Gary Bettman's statement on why he upheld Morgan Riley's five-game suspension for the Ridley Gregg incident, which, Ian, another masterclass rant by you, by the way. Just wonderful shit on that. Thank you. So... <laughs> Although much of the testimony offered by Mr. Riley, um, Brad Living and Brandon Shanahan at the appeal hearing concerned whether Mr. Griggs shot slap shot was provocative. That discussion is entirely and utterly irrelevant. Mr. Riley's actions were not undertaken in self-defense. They were not accidental. They were not reflexive. They were not simply careless or merely reckless. With plenty of time to think about what he was going to do next, Mr. Riley approached Mr. Grieg from the side and then used his stick as a weapon to deliver the kind of blow the league has repeatedly made clear will not be tolerated. Your defense is irrelevant, says the lawyer. I'm going to be honest, though. Don't mind him taking that type of a stance here because nothing that he said in that statement was incorrect. And and how often do we see Gary Bettman be that bold or that fucking foot in the stand? Yeah. Like he he was very dismissive of the defense, obviously, like what what Riley was using to justify essentially and said, eat dicks, bro. Like this is <laughs> this is not allowed. And it's that fucking simple. And that's my favorite part of it is it was more to more to Riley, but also all the fucking people who were defending it, Toronto fans. And saying like, well, what, what, what's his name, dude? It was a fucking punk move, fucking slamming at home, blah, blah, blah. Dude, he takes. That's, it's really that fucking simple. You don't want that to be put in a situation like that? Get good. Get good. Get, get good. In all seriousness, yes. The, the way he fucking slapped that home on an empty netter was fucking dumb. And annoying, but you're at home and you got a statement dub over a fucking team that should have beaten you. If he did that shit on the road, different story. But you don't take a stick to the back of somebody's fucking head. You drop the fucking gloves and you fucking grab them around the fucking throat. Everybody would respect that. And you know what? Not a not a not a uh, a match penalty. Not not a suspension. It's part of the fucking game to drop gloves. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a totally different thing when you use the fucking stick the way they did. And Bettman saying, this is exactly what we're trying to eliminate from the game. And you did it in the worst possible way. Nothing wrong with it. He takes. I still num, maintain. Num, num, num. Yep. I still maintain. You say what Ridley Grigg did was fucking dumb. I think that's just another word for fucking hilarious. I think it was so funny. It was so funny. It was clearly a dick swinging move. By it was a dick swinging reactionary thing. I don't know if he walked up thinking of it, but I guarantee you as the crowd was going fucking nuts and he was about to put home a, a goal to absolutely cement a very big dub for that team at that moment. Yeah. It was showboating more than anything else. And that's what Riley took exception to. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's and that's, all it was. And that's when you fight them. That's yeah. when you fight them. Fine. You go do that. But it's a game, dude. And he won. You lost. And now you lost big time. I just, I can't believe they walked into that room with the audacity of saying, hey, he hurt our feelings. <laughs> you need to take that seriously. Yeah. What what was the defense? Like no one on the plane there was like, "Hey guys, we're really we're really just gonna say he did he he was laughing at us." Like that's what we're gonna. He called us a chicken. That's what we're doing. Hmm. That's our whole whole concept of defense here. Like, this is another one of those moments where no one in the boardroom went, "Hey, this is kind of a dumb idea." Yeah. <laughs> like the, no one stood up to just be like. Eh. I know the the NHLPA they they, they have to every time there's a, a suspension of five plus games they're pretty much always gonna unless it's egregious they're gonna be like yeah. hey we gotta say no to this or whatever I don't know right and but, I feel like this was egregious and I think that that statement pointed out like oh, we shouldn't even have to explain why that's a five game suspension mm-hmm. If yeah. if Riley literally thought he shouldn't get suspended for five games because he wanted to point the finger, he's like, "Well, he threw sand at me. Like that's toddler shit." Yeah. And you reacting by hitting somebody in the back of the head with this fucking stick is toddler shit. Yep. Hundred percent. Real quick, Thomas, since you weren't you weren't here for last recording, I want to get your thought thoughts real quick on um, the Ryan Reeves part of it. Mm-hmm. My favorite uh, part. <laughs> Make hockey violent again. If I was there, Greg would still be on the ice. Your thoughts, and sir? It, where where was he the last time he said that statement? On the he, bench. He was on the bench, but he was in that game and didn't do dick. <laughs> Ryan Reeves literally gets paid to just fucking talk. Yeah. If anything, I respect it because he's fleecing <laughs> Toronto. You know, I never, I, I never thought of it that yeah. way. And and it's in the same thing. Like like obviously in the Bruins fan base, there's a bunch of people who want to see Burt back. Mm-hmm. Burt's having a terrible year, but I'm not mad about it because he's doing it in a Toronto uniform. <laughs> the more people yeah. who go to that team and shit the bed or run their mouth with nothing to back it up, the better. Reeves is literally he shouldn't even be in the fucking league. He's ass player. He hasn't. He was. He cashed in on I don't know what. Why did he even get that deal? Uh, because Brad Treliving wanted, in his words, more snot on the team. Well, you got it. Except he's not on the fucking team. <laughs> it's not even fucking played. It's just, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's yeah. the same thing as the Marshawn incident. Yeah. If but I when was you, there, you would have yeah. what? What well, would you have well, done? You done? But just to say, like, make hockey violent again, and and then everybody latched onto it and just watched them get caved for game after game after game since that statement. Watched That's been an, enter- an entertaining part of uh, NHL fandom right now, I guess. And he bitches to the refs more than damn near anyone. Mm-hmm. Watching him get caved by five foot nine Nathan Walker was mm-hmm. probably the highlight highlight of the week after that. Yep. Yeah, and he screamed at the ref after that. God. I, I wonder, does he buy his own bullshit? Like, does he actually believe any of this shit? Uh, he must. Yeah, when you get paid that much to do exactly what you're doing, you might as well buy into it. 
Yeah, that's true. You got enough money to do so. Sell the brand, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is there any anything else going on in the NHL right now that you guys want to discuss? Um, it's it's been a little bit of a quiet week. It's been a bit of a quiet. Oh, week. go on. A recent rumor, which I'm not buying all that much into, is that Hannafin wants to go to the Lightning. Uh, you know who reported that? <laughs> no, <laughs> Jimmy Murphy. There you go. It was also listed on the um, the Thirty Two Thoughts pod. Jimmy Murphy reported that. Yeah, it was also listed on the Thirty Two Thoughts pod. <laughs> okay, but Jimmy Murphy broke that. I don't think he broke that news because usually no 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 Friedman, no, no, no. Okay, okay, Friedman doesn't jump on Jimmy no. Murphy's stuff. Anybody? Yeah, understand. Yeah, so more rumors are circulating, and people are very upset about it. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't. I, I just Watch can't, it go nowhere. Yeah, I can't. I can't get on my horse here. I, I just all this stuff about. Ah, did you hear this? Did you hear that? I'm like, I I love hearing from people and everything, but I don't. I don't believe any of it ever. Yeah. Really, the, the only like rumor that I've been kind of following a little bit is is it feels like a light rumor. But anytime you talk about a team's captain being on the market, it's interesting because we have seen it a couple of times in recent years. Mm -hmm. um, they're talking about Logan Couture potentially going somewhere. Oh my He's God. 34, 35, somewhere in that range. It's probably a, a couple of years past when they theoretically should have shipped him off for an absolute haul. He's going to go somewhere. So I was excited and I was like, oh, well, who's in on him? The three teams that I've read that are interested in him is Nashville, Ottawa, and Buffalo. Literally the most boring possible answers. Also, how does that help going any of anywhere? That's what I'm saying. Like, if he's going to go somewhere, it needs to go to a team that can actually make a good playoff push. None of those three are going to make a good playoff push. Is is Santa two of them are going to make the playoffs? Yeah, is San all three of them might not. <laughs> is is San Jose looking for a team that will maybe give them more of a haul? Because if you're a contender, you may not have as many pieces as you may not have as many pieces, but you're more willing to move certain shit. Mm -hmm. The only way he's looking, they're looking at those teams is well, it's it's not even. I don't want to get too ahead. It's not San Jose looking at those teams. Those are the teams that are linked right now to the Sharks. Mm -hmm. Those are the teams trying to potentially get him. And I don't understand how that helps them. And I don't yeah. understand. Like I, I, I'm hoping that he does get traded because I would like to see the last couple years of his career be on a team that's either on the rise or is already right there. Guy deserves a cup. He does. And you know what? If he went to like a Rangers, I would be pissed, but happy for him. If he went to fuck man, like now, now I have him in a Rangers Jersey in my head and it's going to piss me off. But like Colorado? the avalanche would be a great avs. Dude. What about like, what if he went to fucking Vancouver and won a fucking cup? Oh, don't. Could oh, you man. imagine? Sounds terrible. Oh my God! Fucking root for the player, but don't want to see any of these things. What team could he go to and win a cup that we'd be excited about, other than Boston? I was gonna say Bruins. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, before anybody gets crazy, I know he's thirty-four. I know he's in the back half of his career. 
we would love to have him here. We don't have what it takes to get him, I don't think. No. We would We're not getting a player of that caliber. Providence. Yeah. But this the the, the actual city. <laughs> San San Jose East. <laughs> Providence is just their feeder team. Yeah. Uh, hey. But yeah, like that's that's the type of stuff. Like obviously, uh I've had this conversation with you guys both on and off the pod. I'm not a big fan of listening or or, or talking about potential trades and what it would take. Uh Macaulay actually uh, messaged uh, the pod account and basically said like, Hey, if we're going to trade a, a Jake DeBrusque, what would we potentially get for him? I'm not going to entertain that because I hate that question because whatever we say is going to be wrong because no every NHL, tra- no, but like any NHL trade when it comes out and you look at it on paper, you're like, how the fuck did that work? Yeah. But Macaulay uh, did actually have a, a question. I might as well grab it while we're here. Um, uh, Macaulay said, this is getting more and more concerning for me. I know players who aren't stars are streaky, like you guys mentioned on the pod, but yeesh, your guys' opinion still the same on Jake DeBrusque. Yes. I just think people underestimate how streaky players are and how, like, most of the league is streaky. Who's our best player on Boston? David Pasternak. Is he not the most streaky player for the last five years? He's gone absolutely tundra cold multiple times in the last five years, but he's our best player. So Mm -hmm. cold streaks are going to fucking happen. Does it happen more often than not with DeBrusque? Yeah, he goes cold for a bit and then he comes out and then he goes real cold and then he gets real hot. It's just what he fucking does. This is the nature of the NHL. This is the nature of being a young, slightly into veteran year. Do we want to see more production out of him? Yes. Are we going to offer him a contract that makes sense? Yes. Do I necessarily need him on this team? No. Do I want him on this team? Yeah. I do. Because I like the player. I like what he brings. And you just understand that at certain points, you're not going to get everything you want out of him. If you want to tell me he looks lazy or he looks out of out of the play right now, I'll, I'll listen to you. There's There's been some shifts where it's like he's unnoticeable or he's just going through the motions but he's a type of player who looks for those things like looks for those opportunities and then explodes and if they're not there he kind of hangs back each maybe he's trying to be safe defensively or maybe he's mentally out of it i don't i don't know i'm not in the guy's head but i i don't i don't know if he's back here next year i really don't i'm going to assume that he will be though He's also figured out that if you're not scoring, that you have to contribute in other ways. And he's turned into quite the 200-foot forward. For the last two years, he's done that. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's kind of carrying carrying him through, the, through these cold stretches. I mean, like if this was three or four years ago when he was having this cold stretch, we wouldn't be seeing a lot of the other all-situations play that we've had. We have for yeah. him. And so I'm not, I'm, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned because of that. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not concerned because of Ian's point. You know, there's an underestimation of the streakiness of the around the league. I, I and, and I think that's ultimately our point. But I do understand how somebody like Macaulay here, and I know Macaulay's not alone in this. I know a lot of people have 
hated on DeBrusque at certain points or or questioned him. I don't think I don't think in any way is Macaulay like just throwing out hate tweets or anything. Yeah, Macaulay's thoughtful about it. Yeah, no, he's absolutely being thoughtful about it, and he's asking us to be thoughtful, and that's a dangerous game you're playing, sir. But but I I, I do understand where he's coming from because sometimes you do watch certain players and you just you question it. Guys, we did that with uh, Frederick for two and a half years. And now we can't. <laughs> and now, now we can't. I would like to see more consistency out of him. Meaning yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. And I, I think I would like to see more consistency out of everyone on this fucking team. Yeah. How many consistent players have we had realistically this year? Carlo? Mm-hmm. Swayman? How many consistent scores have we had this year? Uh, Pasta's been consistent this year. I, he I has. Do this is put, this has yeah. been his. And you know what? He was a little bit off this last couple games, and then he had that fucking absolute rocket the other day. Yeah. What was it, Andrew? You got the stats up. What was Pasta over the last couple games? Like basically since the All Star break. Since the All Star break, he's two, been really. Two, he has been really fighting the puck. But he's got, but he, fighting the puck and having still two or three goals. <laughs> All right, hang on. Let's pull. Let's pull, pull it pull up. That up shall we? Because even a cold pasta, mmm, tasty. Mm-hmm. Cold pasta is cold still pasta breakfast. Is cold is pasta goaded. is still good pasta, folks? Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you think I have for dinner? Cold pasta. Did you really? Yeah, because I cook and I. Got everything set for the girls, and by the time I sit down, I'm eating cold pasta and, and Italian sausage. God, I miss pasta. You know what? Oh, that's that right. You're still not eating that. I eat some have... protein pasta, but not, yeah. not the good stuff. So how yeah, far, I, how... I went straight carbs today. How far hot, back hot dogs for lunch. How far back just, do you want to go, Thomas? Just the All-Star break. Since the All-Star break. Let's see. Okay. This is awesome he's, podcasting time. Yeah, he's doing the math. <laughs> Listening to a, a 30-something-year-old male do math. I, I Yeah. Guys, he runs about as fast as he does math. <laughs> Too much pressure. <laughs> he's, so he's literally doing math. Seven games. What is uh-huh. it? Eight points in seven games. And how many goals? Two. Okay. So that was my question four minutes ago for anybody who was listening. <laughs> um, I was wondering how many goals since the All-Star break. Uh, there's your answer. It's two. It feels like he's been quieter than eight points, though. And that's, yeah, I guess says. that's kind of my point. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But Macaulay, thank you for that uh, question. Um, I'm, I'm with you to a point. I, I'm not... I'm not going to get on DeBrusque for his streakiness. I will absolutely acknowledge his streakiness, but it doesn't concern me in in the sense that I think it's going to make or break his time here. And I think a lot of that comes from us having more of an acceptance because earlier this season, I distinctly remember we were a month and a half in and all of us were like, man, DeBrusque has to do something here. Yep. But we were also back then, we, were, we really thought we were going to have to lean on DeBrusque this year. Way more than years past, and it just hasn't been the case. We no. have eight double-digit scores this year so far. Yeah. Nine. The wealth, the wealth has been man. spreading. Yep. Oh. Weird team, man. Just a weird team. Yep. Trying to make the, the pieces fit. Still, now that we've, 
still a, the most successful bridge here you could possibly do. I jeez. Oh yeah. Speak. So now that we've whipped it out mm-hmm. and we fit the pieces in, where do you want to go next? Let's go ahead and get predictions out of the way, um, and I'm going to start it with Andrew. I sat last week out on purpose because you had more points than me. You were a half game closer to potentially catching up to Ian, and you shit the bed this week. What happened? Then what happened? Um, I'm going to continue to bow out to at least give you a 50% chance of winning as opposed to... <laughs> what are we doing? No, you got it. No way. Come on. I'm going to go one nothing for every single game this week. Um... Shuddy's all around. If you win off that, I'm going to be so... <laughs> right? <laughs> no, the, if I win off of that, that's like... That's... God. that w- I mean, they would have to be perfect scores, first of all. But, uh... Holy yeah. shit. Really, Andrew really thought me... Out. Me, uh... I, I really thought me taking a, a, a bow last week was, was gonna get you back in the win column and give us some sort of hope of catching up with Ian, but I think it's done. But... Thomas, that's your fucking mistake for putting any hope in me. I didn't put anything in you, sir. I... <laughs> as far as you know. Ian! Spoilers! <laughs> oh my goodness. I do I do think I just need one more week and we're, yeah. we're done with predictions. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure like I wanted to I wanted to try to map it out but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure you're right and that your magic number is actually one this has been a solid year for me in mm-hmm. 11 and a half to three and a half to three is the score right now and we're uh, 19. it almost tricks people into thinking that i know what i'm talking about what am i doing <laughs> here uh do i in uh, edmonton four three dub i believe okay it's not gonna be a pretty game. That's not gonna be pretty. I don't think that's gonna be a pretty game for either team. No. I have to really play the averages here if I have any hope of this. So I'm gonna actually predict a loss. A 4-3 loss. You guys are going very high scoring. I don't know if you guys know this, but Edmonton does not score goals. They have no high scorer. Like they don't have Goal scoring talent at all. Oh my god, I hate uh, you. It's gonna be a one nothing shutout for the Bruins. Oh my god. You're actually gonna do the whole bit, aren't you? <laughs> by the way, by the way, if it's a one zero shutout against Edmonton, I'm canceling the rest of the week. Thomas <laughs> won. And that's it. That's just it. Um I know it probably doesn't even have to be that way because he'll have such a massive lead at that point. But still, uh God. Anyway. One of these games is going to be a one nothing shutty. Mm-hmm. Like, e- e- from your lips to God's ears. Fuck, and, man. Uh, honestly, well, I'll, I need it. I'll start it off with Calgary. Uh, Calgary. Just, just ass. They're just ass. <laughs> um, I think we score a goal. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think we're going to hold them to no goals. I think that's a one nothing shutty for Calgary. <laughs> God, I'm fucking crying. Just, uh, sorry, I'm typing in one zero dub on all of uh, Thomas's yeah, here. Hold on. Okay, he jumped ahead. <laughs> this is my uh, favorite bit you've ever done, Thomas. Kudos. Uh, Calgary is ass, which means we're going to play down to their level. 
Uh, and I'm going to go... No, I'm going to go with a... God, the offense is going to get back on track. This is going to be another four-goal game. It's a 4-2 dub. Well, uh, depending on who you believe, Jacob Marstrom is pretty close to being shipped out to New Jersey. Um, we don't know how much veracity those rumors have, but they're getting pretty strong. But if he's gone... You know what? 5-1 dub. Fuck it. I think we have at least one game in this road trip where... So we're going to go ahead and crown Ian the champion of predictions <laughs> this year. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Who's in net for Calgary if Markstrom's gone? <laughs> Vladar. Is it or is it... Vladar. Wolf. Do you think Wolf gets the... He's been terrible this year in the NHL, but he's been great in the NHL. Or, or, Ian. Vladar. It could be Vladar. Hey, do you remember how right we were about Vladar? <laughs> yes. Yes, I yeah. do. Man, people were so high on him, and every yeah. single one of us were like, I think he's like a career backup. Yeah. And then yeah, it's not even about one... us being right about Vladar. It's just how wrong the people who thought he was the guy. Just because of how mad they got at us. Yeah. Like well, some people got really nothing, upset. It was that four nothing, that one four nothing shutout where he looked great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like uh, with Fedor and Swayman. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, after Brandon Bussey had a shutout in a preseason game, <laughs> trade Omar. He was getting crowned. Nice. Uh, all right, Vancouver. Andrew, go ahead and start this. So I think it's gonna be. Um, a real test. We've already beaten them once. We've already shot them out once. But you know, and you know what? We can do it again. Two zero dub. Hey, I'll go real quick. I think this is going to be a four three overtime win. Okay. Not four. Thomas, 30. whatever will you pick? Uh, I'm going to say this game gets out of hand, boys. Ooh. Oh. one nothing up. Oh, yeah. Is it out of hand like Buffalo, Ottawa, 463 penalty minutes out of hand? No, I'm, I'm thinking out of hand like there's like four goals called back. <laughs> <laughs> and then we finished finish the West Coast trip uh, in Seattle. Uh, we're going to kick it right off. Absolute shutty one nothing for the Bruins. How does it give it up? You know, actually, I think he has a point with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with a 1-0 shutty, but it's a loss. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I hadn't blown my shutty on the, on the Canucks. Because <laughs> actually, that, this would be a perfect game for it. You know what? bucket another 2-0 dub there you go uh that is a classic louie let's hear him out for a second yeah (laughs) this doesn't matter none of this matters to be perfectly clear none of this matters yeah we're gonna have to think of a different if i win this week we're gonna have to think of something else to end this some some sort of bit the, the 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 race for second place, man. I'm I, I I at least I at least want to finish second for the first time in this podcast. Actually, Thomas, you are throwing away the opportunity to have Andrew be a perennial loser. No, he's not. That ship I'll, sailed. I'll pick it. I'll pick it back up next week. Right. Once once we give you the crown and it turns into a race for second place, 
This is going to be one. Tommy's Tommy will be gunning for the silver medal. (laughs) Oh, all right. All right. All right, man. You're talking a whole lot of shit. You've been behind me for weeks. Yeah. All right, girls. Voicemails. Good afternoon. Good afternoon slash good evening to the short shift. This is AJ, AJZ0626. I got to call and apologize for absolutely jinxing this team into oblivion. Um, I get excited when my team beats um, a high-quality team, you know, um, and yet we're on a bit of a skid. It is what it is, but i um, hoping that this call um, reverses the uh, jinx that it is. Um, if they lose the rest of the games of the season, I apologize. Anyways, uh, they're not going to because they're the big bad Bruins. But, um, uh, you know, go bees. Go bees. Uh, for the record, he that call came uh, Sunday afternoon. And he did reverse the jinx because they won on Monday. Excellent. Also, AJ, well done. are you okay? Yeah, he didn't yell enough. He didn't yell. I kind of enjoyed the, the little change of pace for a moment. <laughs> you know, once in a while, change it up. I did too. Next week, you better be shredding your vocal cords, bud. Yeah. You there do whatever you feel comfortable with. <laughs> no. No, it's what Shut I Shut the fuck up. Here comes another voice. Jesus Christ. Why, hello again, and it's into the den. Uh, good to be calling in again. Uh, been swamped with with uh, with schoolwork, so I haven't called in recently. Uh, but I know I'm calling right before the Stars game, but you guys don't record for a week. So, so when you guys do get to do record again i want to know what do we think of justin brazzers i mean brazzo so far <laughs> what do we think of, of him and his limited time up up here what is he impressed on what has he, he been not great on and and do we think that we should have called up lysel instead and i know salary cap is a little bit tight but still but still it feels a little bit weird that and that we're giving literally everybody that isn't the is, that isn't our best forward prospect uh, right now. Oh, time up here. And uh, go bees! Go bees! Go bees! Thank you for calling. We haven't gotten a call from you in a couple of weeks, so it's good to hear you. Hopefully, everything uh, is going well with school. But uh, yeah, Justin Brazo. Uh, at worst, he's making the absolute most out of his. 15 minutes of fame, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved his effort the other day, and like I said earlier in the podcast, almost had multiple goals the other day. And To uh, go out and get score on your first game, too? Fuck. Like, what better feeling could you possibly have? 26 years old, first NHL yeah. goal. Ugh, 26, yep. 26 years old. And like I said, they, I, I loved his response to that. I don't know how it felt. I blacked out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking beauty. Yep. Also, that's a great nickname for him because... He's just a big unit flopping around there. Mm-hmm. He's a big yeah. ass bang. He's a bang bus, baby. <laughs> as far as the Lisel stuff. Bang bus Brazil. Put that on a t shirt. <laughs> as far as the Lisel stuff, man, uh, I think the team thinks they're protecting him right now. Yeah. It's starting to be clear they don't want to use him in the middle six, so they're obviously not going to check him on the fourth, or just like they shouldn't have done with Merculov, but that's a different argument. I think they genuinely think there's a reason that he should not be in the NHL and they're holding firm on that until that changes. I think they believe that they're protecting him. I don't think the organization is low on him. I, I just don't. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I don't, I, and I think that the spot where they needed the spark 
is not a spot where you are playing to Lisa's strengths. I'd argue the top six needs a spark, but I understand where you're going with that comment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do too, but I think where they wanted to just sort of tinker around the edges, plus plus with cap constraints as well, you yeah. always have to keep that in, in mind. I think it was a better move to bring up Brazil. Now, if you had brought up the cell, what you would you would have I believe somebody did the math on this and they did have enough cap space to bring up Lucelle. They would have just had $1,800 of it. And I don't think the team wants to operate under that. Yeah. Also, for what it's worth, and to your point, Lucelle is one of his knocks against him is inside ice and physicality and floor checking and things along those lines. The, the energy, the pressure, the the dog that's what they wanted to do they wanted to bring someone in that was going to make people go damn hmm. this guy's bringing it and Liesel's just you're going to see that guy you're going to see Liesel take shifts and, and you're going to be pretty disappointed yeah. that he didn't get more into it yeah it's it's a finesse game yeah and that's you're you have to get everyone has to get comfortable with that right now because if this guy's going to be a future part of the bruins that's his game he's never going to be this big hitting ferocious dude mm. yeah and brazo is literally fighting for his life yeah wonderfully yeah here's another one howdy ho partners it's your favorite georgia listener and low quality feed of the dallas stars in the words of Phil Burr, I'm just checking in on you. What a game, <laughs> huh? Nine rounds. Nine rounds in the shootout, Mrs. Bueller. Anyway, I'm glad my favorite team got a point. Finally, Ian can make a video without so many of his scary clones. Good game, guys. Good rest, rest of the season to you. Good luck. And just for you guys, good... <laughs> Champagne, signing out. Dude's a cartoon character. <laughs> He's fucking Robin Williams. That was that was that was Good Morning Vietnam in like yep. 15 seconds, but like very subdued. Like mm -hmm. Good Morning Vietnam on Quaaludes. Yes, definitely on Quaaludes because I don't know anybody else who's a Stars fan. So I don't think they actually <laughs> exist. I think it's no. all drug. It's if you're a Stars fan, it's drug induced. No, the only Stars fan that I remember. I've known Tommy for like 15 years. Shout out, Tommy. Thank you for calling in. The only the only other Stars fan I can think of is the kid, the kid with the mullet that got knocked the fuck out last that year. That was my favorite. I used that so many times. Like that picture. So fucking good. I love that shit. <laughs> All right. Here's an, uh, yeah, let's do one more. Hey, Ian, it's Ben. Look, man, I heard you call me out at the end of the last episode, and it got me thinking. I want to take the high road and mend this fence. We made some great content together, dare I say high quality. I know I was harsh on my last few call-ins, and I'll own up to that. Maybe it was too harsh. So what do you say, give old Doug another chance? I've learned by watching Morgan Riley that if even Maple Leafs have feelings, higher life forms must have them too. If you give me another chance, I promise to do better. And I promise to take into consideration how intimidating it must be to have someone so much better looking and so much smarter than you on your own channel. 
I don't need to be used to it after working with Andrew for so long, but I guess I was wrong, and that's not as bad. So what do you say we rekindle some of that old magic? Love you, Andrew. Thomas, I have nothing to say to you. I'm vaguely aware you exist. But say, please, and go talk to new and started breaking up there. How dare you compliment Andrew like that? How dare you? <laughs> Doug, I have a question for you, bud. Did you record that with the walls closing in on you? It sounded like it. What was that? <laughs> I loved it. That was great. That was good stuff. No good notes. Doug. No notes. <laughs> also, also, I would love to get Doug. Uh, I would love to get Doug um, as a replacement for when you go to Thailand, Ian. Yeah, I got to figure that out. We are two weeks away from that. Yeah. Yeah. And then in three weeks, I'm gone. Jesus. Oh, yeah. my God. There's a, actually I like that idea. I want Ian and Doug to host an episode with me. When Thomas goes away. Oh, God damn it. Doug is going to get real excited about that. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll brainstorm that. We'll uh, put a I, pin in that for now. We, I, I think we need that. Doug, this is my formal invitation to you to join the short shift for an episode. <laughs> Any more voicemails? No, that's the end of the voicemails. We're leaving it on Doug. Uh, any any closing thoughts, boys? This team's going to get handsome. No, stop. This team's going to work it out. You know, they're going to work it out. You know, the, every championship team has a, a losing streak like this at some point in the season. Mm-hmm. They're going to shake it off. This is a good time to have it. It's a good time to have it. Shit, the 2011 Bruins lost six of seven with, what, ten games left of the season? Something like that? Yeah. And uh, the 2004 Boston Red Sox had an 84-game stretch where they were 42-42 and that year. Yeah. Just saying. I don't want to talk about the Red Sox. Sports are dumb. And dude, the Red Sox don't want to talk about the Red Sox. They're calling yeah. the front office out. The players are calling the front office out. That is That's, the best thing. That is the great. best thing I've heard about heard of the Red Sox in like three or four years. Rafael mm-hmm. Devers, good on you, bud. Good on you. Jesus Christ. It's gonna be a long baseball season. Boys, I got nothing else. Go bees. 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 Go bees.